show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my seasonal co-host, autumnal co-host, Dylan Orr. Hello, Dylan. Autumnal. There we go. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Happy uh, autumnal equinox to you. Yeah. Uh, when is that? September 21st, I think? Oh, uh, yeah. The early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those days where it's just, it's all, it's the same night as it is day. It's nice and equal. Mm. They both get a fair share. Equal part of the pie. And you were on, born on the, what is it, the spring solstice. The vernal equinox. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. summer solstice, vernal equinox. Yeah. I always get this confused, even though we have a weird thing with that, which I think we've mentioned yeah yeah we have a group of friends who are all the first ones yeah we should have had seth come on here i know oh yeah we we need to get some guests in here yeah yeah that was an oversight on our part uh yeah what do you when you think we're about fall is our word for the day uh yes what do you when you think of fall what do you think of um I think of the impending doom that is winter, typically. <laughs> it feels like it's, uh, it's, uh, I compare it to a Sunday afternoon. It's getting late, the sun's going down, and you're like, ugh, God, tomorrow's Monday. I gotta get up early and trudge into work. What a slog. I, I feel like fall is just the countdown to winter. <laughs> Do you think, um, a lot of people believe that fall is the most romantic season. What do you think? Um, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to be crude, but the stereotype is now, like, fall is, like, the, the basic white girl month, <laughs> where, it's, at least where I live, where you, like, go on your, I mean, because it's up north, and Maine is known for its, uh, little diversity, and um i don't know i just think of white people walking through trees and having cocoa and apples and stuff which i don't know as i get older it does sound cozier um yeah yeah like what what do you think winter i feel like winter is a coupling month like that's kind of when you like kind of go in at least in maine it's like when you stay in you have yeah. cocoa and you know watch a movie watch netflix now yeah, yeah. but like it seems like well, it's still pretty cold up there, so it's like probably like fifties right now, right? Uh, yeah, correct. It's been a little warmer this year, uh, but yeah, nights it's getting down to like the fifties since, yeah, there most of the day. Yeah, I, that's why people like me, though. They like the changing of the season, you know, the apple stuff, apple-related stuff. Yeah, we get the the peepers up here. It's peak weekend. We're at peak foliage right now. Everyone's on high alert because the trees are just so vibrant. I'm going on a hike. I'm even into it now as I get older and whiter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, like, I think of when romantic, like spring is the other one I think of as the most romantic because it's like, you know, it's all new. But in Maine, it's also different because it's like, it's still essentially winter there for three of the yeah like, for, a long for like a month and a half yeah for a good chunk of it yeah spring is like um i mean well they call it spring fever but it's just like 
maybe it's the it's the blossoming romances i when i think spring i'm like i want to get out there it's time for adventure let's experience I'm like yeah that i think that's that's what i think about in spring and uh if you were to think of a movie to capture the essence of fall what would you think of um it was hard to think of a fall movie without thinking of like halloween movies i guess and i went straight to halloween only because of this like fact um halloween obviously takes place in the fall i can't remember where i mean it's gotta be in northeastern state i can't remember where halloween takes place uh, have you seen the original halloween uh a long time ago yeah but it's, yeah. it's even... uh but yeah it's well, it, they shot at some place where there wasn't leaves and stuff, and it was such a low-budget production that they had to, like, when they did outside shots and had, like, foliage all over the ground, they had to pick them up and, like, recycle leaves for scenes because they were it was such, like, a dirt-cheap production that, like, the PAs and stuff had to go around gathering the leaves to, like, spread them out the next scene or whatever. But I guess that was really the only thing I could think about with Fall. But I just kept going back to horror movies and trying to think of specific ones that took place on Halloween. So I just looked it up. It's filmed in Southern California, if that tells you anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where it's actually based, though. I, yeah, I thought it was like, it seems like a very New England kind of thing. And I don't exactly know where. Uh, Illinois? <laughs> Yeah, up yeah. north, at least, where they have leaves that... Do they in Illinois? I don't know. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Haddonfield, Illinois. Wait, no, that's where it starts with Michael Myers. I don't know. Uh, were you... Have you seen, like, any of the new ones that have come out? Um, I saw the Rob Zombie remake, which, uh, was not very good. Oh. <laughs> and, uh... I haven't. I didn't see the one that came out in last year, twenty eighteen, the with older Jamie Lee Curtis. I think it's a cool concept, but um, I just never saw it. I saw the first one like a long time ago, to also um, eighth grade or something. It's at a sleepover, of course, because that's the only place I could watch rated R movies. Uh, I thought it was. I never scared me. I thought it was pretty stupid then, but now I get like I understand. It how much like ho horror tropes that it started and but uh i just thought it was pretty silly because mike myers just keeps getting stabbed a million times in the movie and he just never dies so i was like what what the heck i yeah for me on the um i know on the sci-fi channel they've kind of got that month of horror in october where it's like they only play horror movies all month and that's how i kind of saw all those movies like i've seen i think four or five out of like the like the nine that are out really yeah have you seen h20 that's the first one i saw really yeah did you think it was about h2o about water uh, i didn't the first time i saw it i was like why is it called halloween h2o <laughs> like that's weird yeah. oh it's supposed to be h20 what a dumb name why would yeah. they <laughs> why <sighs> yeah i that's kind of how I got into movies is when they started doing that on Sci-Fi Channel. They just play, you know, I saw all the Pumpkinheads and a bunch of the Friday the 13th and all that stuff. 
I've never seen a. F- oh, I saw Jason X. I think that's the only Friday the Thirteenth movie I've seen. Space him. Space Jason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. What a great one to see. Uh, I know I've mentioned uh, James Bonding on this podcast. Have you ever listened to? Yes. Um, they've got Matt Corley has a podcast called In Myers We Trust and In Voorhees We Trust. I just started In Voorhees We Trust yeah. this week. It's uh, it's pretty, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's good. They are long episodes, so yeah. I mean, it's good for people that are allowed to listen to, you know, yeah, crap exactly. all day. Yeah, but yeah, it's making me. I think I am gonna try to watch some binge some Friday the Thirteenth this holiday season, just for cinema appreciation standards at least. Concerning horror in general, not to get off topic, but like I know we've done that scary episode a while back. What's the most recent yeah. horror you've seen? Uh, probably I haven't seen it chapter two, but it chapter one. I just watched actually like three movies the other night. Um, jeez, I watched The Curse of La Llorona, okay. which was yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it had Linda Cardellini. Uh, I got pretty upset halfway through because they make this unnecessary tie to the Conjuring and Annabelle universe. They just, like, mention it briefly. I was like, what? Why does this have to be in the same universe? Why are we building, like, a horror universe here? Um, and it was not great. It was pretty standard as far as, like, horror movies go. What else did I watch? I watched another one that same night. Oh, I watched Ma. Have you heard of that? Ma. Is like M A W. Just M A. No. It's got Octavia Spencer Emmy nominated Uh, Emmy award winning actress. uh, Uh, It's just about this lonely lady who lets kids party in her basement, uh, but she's just all sorts of effed up too. Also, not great. Disappointing. I thought it'd be, but I've seen like uh, the Jordan Peele movies too. Us and Get Out. I used to be very scared of horror movies but now at least don't phase me at all did you see um what was that really pop- hereditary no i looked up the synopsis though and i thought it was it looked silly yeah and what midsummer is the other one that came out recently by the same person i think oh it's the same yeah i've heard good things about it i, I have not seen any footage at all though do you remember what your scary like scariest movie is this movie that scared me the most i was really scared of in high school the grudge and the ring japanese Uh, horror stuff yeah yep uh just because yeah weird gray girls that make weird sounds freak me out somebody brought up um the original blair witch the other day in like a podcast did you see that one that came out no i thought it was uh no, I've never seen it actually. But you, people thought it was real and all that stuff. And... That's yeah. Well, I I made a joke about that in a Facebook group recently. Actually, like someone was asking about like silly cinema expectations or some time where they understood a movie, and I made a comment. I posted like, yeah, I. I was like 10 years old when the Blair Witch came out and all these adults thought it was real and I was 10 years old and I was totally aware that it was a stupid movie and I don't know, everyone got on me because they were like, yeah, I thought it was real, I thought it was real and I just was like, I was 10 and I deciphered it. <laughs> yeah, I then they had a sequel and then they did a re 
like a reboot called Dislike. I think it's just called Blair Witch instead of Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I remember the sequel. Book of Shadows or something like that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Jeez. Do you like I don't know. The... Did you think it was real ever? <laughs> I don't know. I I might have, because I think everyone else did. And but I I I don't know. I have a hard time remembering when that came out and like what I really thought of it. I thought I thought when I saw it, I was like, that looks stupid and I did I never saw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I thought it looked stupid. I thought this is a movie. It's fake. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a major motion picture. Obviously it's not real. Do you like that found footage type of thing in movies? No. Yeah. Uh I thought Cloverfield was gonna be interesting and that was terrible. Yeah. I don't know. I like I know it is supposed to be like, you know, put in like kind of an expectation. It always just seems like this is how to make a bad movie. Like or how to make like <laughs> it looks like a like a college student's film or like a high school student's film where it's like you know, we, we're asking our friends to be in this movie. Like, it seems yeah. like it's the easy way out for me. Yeah, I I think I can agree with it's kind of lazy. Uh, have you ever... Are there any non-horror movies that are found footage? But, Do you remember that? Like, uh, there was a superhero one a while back. Yeah, was, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah. Um, I know it was Josh Trank who did it. I can't remember the name of it. Uh like un something yeah i can't remember i want to say unbreakable but that's not that's bruce willis yeah yeah i can think of like you know blair witch they oh wasn't there a party there's i think project x was like a party movie i think it was found footage i, I don't remember i remember that movie coming out and like it looking kind of weird and just not really being interested in it but... yeah i saw it and i think it's found footage movie mm. So I guess, oh, uh, yeah, I think there are a few that aren't horror movies, but yeah. Yeah, uh, for my pick. I don't... Yeah, we can get back to yeah. the fall. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Unless you have our horror movie uh, for your pick. Uh, no, I kind of went on the romantic side of the fall aspect. Um, probably my, maybe my favorite Adam Sandler movie, maybe, like, because it's one of his dramatic performances, uh, it's called yeah. Punch Drunk Love. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No. It's kind of... But I know. Yeah. yeah, it's... Like, he's only done a few dramatic performances, and I, I kind of feel the same way about his when he does it to um, Jim Carrey. And he does it like... He's always right. good in them, I feel like. Because I'm like, he is a good actor. But whenever he makes, like, The Cobbler or whatever bullcrap movies, making <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Like, we get right. it. Like, he's in that new one, like, Black Diamonds or something that everyone's, like, getting, like, crazy about. It's a new dramatic one. Yeah, he's supposed to be, yeah, pretty serious in that. Yeah. Uh, this is about, this has uh, Uma Thurman and, um, I think it also has Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about a guy that's kind of emotionally unstable, and he's born into a family of having uh, seven sisters, and he's kind of just treated, he's, I think, also the youngest, and they all treat him like crap. And he's trying to, you know, date this, um, this friend of one of his sisters. And he's also being, um, blackmailed by this extortionist guy. <laughs> like, it's, oh. it's a weird movie. Like, he calls a sex line, 
and then like the, they start like blackmailing him and calling him and threatening him. Out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez, those were the days. Yeah, but I, I I don't know why, but I've only seen it once, but I really like it. Wait, what does that have to do with the fall? Um, it was just a a weird love movie, I guess. Like okay. it's it's not a perfect love movie where I don't know. I think the expectation of a fall movie is to be like this kind of like either a, I don't know is it fall is beginning a romance or getting into the swing of it. It seems like because this movie has both. It's kind of like them finding each other and you know finding each other so to speak uh-huh. gotcha alright yeah I don't know I see it I'll see it what about a TV show yeah we can move on there uh, I decided to watch a new show this week to <laughs> fill the slot um, uh, have you it's called over the garden wall it's actually just a mini series it's only a few years old and it was on cartoon network hmm. um but it's like uh it's got elijah wood voicing the lead and it's about two like little brothers who just kind of are lost in the woods and wandering around but it it's a really the painting i looked it up it's supposed to have a like the backgrounds are great I'm going to pronounce this so wrong. Grisei. Grisei. That's an Italian type of painting. Like, you see Roman paintings where it's kind of like just that shaded gray background. But they're walking through the woods, so there's a lot of, like, gold foliage and stuff. And it's, um, it's kind of, it's got a, I feel like, kind of a weird, creepy vibe to it. Like, it's cutesy for a while, but then it just, like, it turns into this creepy fest sometimes. Like... And then the second episode I watched there, the boys stumble upon this village and they can't find anyone, anyone in the village. So they go into this barn and there's people made of like corn husks, corn stalks, and like they have pumpkin heads. <laughs> it's just like really unnerving when they stumble in there and then they're like twirling around a big giant one. It's just really weird. But they're like they're okay they're just villagers but it's it's odd it's got some unnerving weird stuff like that that's uh christopher lloyd voices a guy in it and i didn't even know he could do that anymore have you seen christopher lloyd in anything in the past whatever years uh i don't know if he has been in something i haven't noticed it (laughs) i saw him on i think when they had the 30th anniversary of back to the future he was on it and it was he was on a late show i think it was jimmy kimmel probably but he he did a scene with michael j fox and it was a little sad because he is old (laughs) and so i was surprised to hear him doing a voice because this was came out around the same time as that and doing a coherent voice it's cute it's neat i'm interested to keep watching it elijah wood as he's in a lot of weird stuff sometimes he takes weird roles yeah i kind of like that about him like i i've talked about wilfred on this show on our yeah. podcast i love that series but the ending was so bad <laughs> like it's such right. a bad ending the way to wrap up that series i don't know uh yeah i don't know and that's yeah is that how is that animated is that like a drawn or is that like kind of like a CG yeah kind of thing? yeah 
yeah, it's got like a weird cult following, but yeah, it's just two D drawn animation. Um, but it kind of looks it kind of looks like a fairy tale book. It's it's neat though. It's and it's definitely got that that foliage look to it. And just and they're in the woods a lot. There's lots of leaves. There's pumpkins. Okay. Did you think of putting in? Uh, I know you're a big well, at least you were a big nightmare before Christmas guy. Um, no, because I think I've talked about that before. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, I didn't put that in. Uh, what about the other? I know we've probably been over that, but did you like, like, I think Coraline was on that same kind of. Oh, yeah. I, I think I did I have that for my scary movie last. Maybe not. Maybe. But I, I love Coraline. It's one of my favorites. About... No one will watch it with me, though, because my son's too scared of it, and my sister doesn't like watching it either because the book scared her as a child. What about Corpse Bride? Uh, I liked that a lot when it came out because I was a big Tim Burton head when it came out, but I, I, I'm i not a huge fan. I mean, it's not great. It's pretty... It's got... It's like the models in it look great. It's very, like, coolly. I just don't like the story. Fair. Uh, mine. I picked an anime surprise. Um, yes. mine has to do with one of the kind of tropes of anime. There's a the dare type, which is a type of usually a, a, a lot of times a girl, but it's also guys as well. Dare dare, which there are four different types. There's sundare, yandare, dandare, and kudare. Kudare, and it has to do with a girl that has a certain disposition that changes over time, like the season. Okay. So I'll, I'll go over this real quick. Uh, Sundare is usually a girl who's a very uh, rude and, uh, you know, kind of loud and off-putting, and she learns to like the protagonist. Uh, I'm tr- right. trying to think of an example that we've seen. I'm sure we have. <laughs> usually it, there's kind of like a meme about it, like... Um, like, oh, I wouldn't be doing this if you hadn't asked me to. Like that kind of, like kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a shitty attitude, kind of at first, and then they kind of, you know, grow more attached to you over time. The yandare, which is one that acts all sweet and bubbly on the outside, but it's also incredibly violent and like murderous on the inside, which happens in some anime. Yes, like uh, Future Diary is that way. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, I've never heard of that. Wow. One. It, that's one of the main girls. She's very sweet, but she does kill a bunch of people. Also, oh, geez. yeah, that that does it always have to be that drastic? Uh, a lot of the times it is, or okay. they're like they're <laughs> violent in some way. Uh, <clears throat> Dandare, which is one that is kind of like, uh, kind of antisocial but very cute, kind of cutesy, and then but they're kind of also off-putting in that they uh, kind of push everyone away, but for the right person, they'll kind of change for them. And mine is the Kudare, which is one that is kind of cold and distant to people, like the fall, and then warms up to people over time. Uh, My Little Monster, an anime about a cold, distant uh, high school girl who kind of starts a relationship with this kind of weird delinquent boy who she's uh, this girl is kind of like the top of our grade and she kind of takes um 
you know, satisfaction and being always at the top of her grade, you know, and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to really socialize with anyone. She just wants to be the best, you know, uh, student or whatever. Oh, crap, what is this? Is that a bunch of pop-ups? There we go. Oh. Yeah. And uh, it's her just changing over time and learning to kind of let go of her kind of what she perceives to be important at the moment and learning to love. So is this a slice of life? Yeah, very slice of life romance kind of stuff. Um, There's a bit of harami-ish stuff, but not too much. It's only like, you know, triangles instead of like octagons where it's like eight girls loving one person. Mm-hmm. And it's female focused. It's focused on her instead of the right. male character. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Did I watch uh, what was it? Was it Dare anime for this week? Is that what I did? Uh, she is. I think she's done Dare. I, I think that's how I would categorize her because she's kind okay. of antisocial and standoffish. Right. I think if she had the chance to basically be with anyone, she would. <laughs> true yes we'll talk more about that later like um, time codes uh i think may from uh another she's also a kudare character you know the cold distant type yeah 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 cold distant and kind of warms up to the one dude true yeah uh do you have a musical thing yes uh i have Dead leaves in the dirty ground. Something, something, I'm Jack White. Uh, White Stripes. Which also made me think of, have you heard of which the Dead Weather? His, one of his other dozen musical projects? No, I know that song and I considered putting it on the list also. Really? Because yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I know it's a thing, but I don't love that song. It's fine, but. I I like that one. I was not a White Stripes fan when they first hit the scene. uh, Fell in love with a girl. I did not like that song at all. So I kind of didn't listen to them at all. Their first album, is that Elephant? Um, But yeah, I've listened to like everything since then, pretty much. Uh, What about us? Jack White. Seven Nation Army, man. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. Um. I can't remember the one where it's like, um, it's. I don't want to say it's a stop motion video, but it kind of is. Where it, the hardest uh, button to button. I think yes, 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 yeah. Where they're yeah. kind of just like phasing bum, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam, bam, yeah. Yeah, Jack White is just man. He just cranks out so much music. A lot of it sounds the same, but I'm okay with that because. I like it. Did you like the James Bond theme he did? I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, it's with Alicia Keys. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that doesn't sound very good. Yeah. Uh, I will check that out, though. I... Yeah, I think um, I was listening to James Bonding, not to mention it again, and that's like one of the worst ones I think that they mentioned. Really? Yeah, I bet. Jeez, yeah. that's gotta be for a Daniel Craig one, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I haven't seen any Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I like them. I don't really listen to them. I it, I kind of just know a few of the hits, and that's about it for them. 
Yeah, I got I listened I gotten big into just Jack White solo stuff for a while. I listened to a lot of that. Yeah, he's he's definitely talented, but I I, I don't know. It's just it doesn't really speak to me personally. Not that I have any real issue with it or issue with him, but you know, just I also just don't listen to nearly as much music as I used to. Right. Yeah. Me either. Yeah, what did you have for some music? Uh, I picked kind of stuff. I don't know why I picked these. For some reason, they just kind of spoke to me as fall-esque. I picked two artists, and I kind of thought of a few songs from one. One is Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. Uh, it's just because they kind of have a lot of melancholy kind of stuff that kind of revolves around that kind of feeling of fall. Uh, I, I agree. I yeah. Uh, I also picked kind of like Jimmy World. Some of their more melancholy stuff. I think kind of I associate with fall like work. I feel that way about yeah. that. Or um, twenty three. If you know that song, I've probably heard it. My family was all big Jimmy World <laughs> fans, but I can't remember which one that is. Yeah. Do you remember the work music video where it's like kids talking about like getting out of high school and stuff? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Do you have a favorite Simon and Garfunkel song? Um. Hmm. You know, I I know I'm using them for fall, but I I think I like maybe Cecilia the most for their maybe upbeat ones. Yeah. I kind of like I am a rock. I'm an mm-hmm. island. I'm okay with Silence of Silence. I feel like I've heard way too much of the Disturbed oh, one yeah. now to kind yeah. of ruin it for me. Oh, yeah. That, that version's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst thing. But The Boxer, great song. Which I think Mumford and Sons version has kind of like ruined that version for me now, too. Hmm. I don't think I've heard that either. It's not bad. It's just kind of, I like the original a little bit better. Oh, yeah. You know? But yeah, I don't know, something about that, they're kind of more melancholy stuff I I just really attach to, and I, I like all that older music that I know we've kind of talked to, talked about on this uh, yeah. podcast. Just, it mm. it speaks to me, because I, I do like melancholy music in general. Like, anytime I hear, like, a Radiohead thing, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm into it. But, I don't know, stuff like The Smiths doesn't really into me as much here and there these songs. oh you don't like the smiths i like the smiths i do but i kind of revolt against them a little bit because they're set they're just like a touchstone in kind of like oh i like music and like that's kind of <laughs> yeah. like the thing you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah college guys yeah the smiths changed my life yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i get you yeah I don't know. Like, I don't dislike them. Like, them, I think The Cure are like that, which I like their stuff, but I kind yeah, of I like revolt cure. against it also. <laughs> oh, I fell right into it. Sucked me in. Yeah, it did to me too. I just kind of, I didn't want to be that guy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Do you have a favorite Simon Garfunkel? Um, probably Cecilia too. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, I, I like the up, I like their upbeat stuff more. I like I revolted against them for a while because I'm like, yeah, man, just bums me out some of their songs. But yeah, they got fast tempo stuff too. You sure? I can get on board. Do you like that kind of melancholy stuff, or do you have a preference as far as like tempo and stuff? 
typically. Uh, I like no. It depends. Yeah, I I like them both. Yeah, same. I think I didn't appreciate it when I was younger. I was just like, ah, I just like to rock out. I guess. Sure. <laughs> Too much energy. Now I appreciate it. Oh, we can you want know, move on to to books? Sure, I do. Yeah. Uh, did you ever go? to the Salem, Massachusetts in school. Did you ever take a field trip there? Probably. Uh, I don't really remember it if I did, though. Oh, man, yeah. We did in middle school? Yeah. Was, yeah, one of my first years in middle school. And it was, it was pretty awesome. Changed, I don't know, it didn't change my life, but it was just fun. And um, then my family went a long time after that. And always in October because you know it's tourist season for them that's how they make their money and uh, I remember just learning about the history there and uh, I we also read the crucible in school sure. did you have to read the crucible uh, the play right the yes is that yeah. the Giles Corey thing more weight what? Or, yes okay. yeah 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 what? Yeah, but yeah, it's it's uh, about the I mean the, the the Salem witch trials, yeah, and how people went crazy. But it's a lot about McCarthyism and accusing people of communism in the nineteen fifties. I never really made that connection. That makes a lot of sense. So. Yeah, because the author was at one point, and then he so then he wrote pretty much about like. Um, what am I trying to think of? Uh, like execution without evidence, uh, innocent or guilty so proven innocent, pretty much. Yeah. Did Arthur Miller. Yes. Hold on, I have the article. Uh, um, the death of a salesman, same guy. Is, um, hold on, I have it. Or no, it's like. Yes, it's Arthur. Miller. Okay, it is Arthur Miller. Didn't yep. Scarlet Letter also, right? I uh, no. Yeah. Wait, isn't that Nathaniel no. <laughs> Nathaniel Hawthorne? I think wrote that one, right? Yes, 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 yes. That's correct. Oh man, Lit One Hundred and One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I remember watching the movie with Renona Ryder too in class. But Same. Was, I I like the Salem Witch Trials. It's kind of nuts that it happened um, but I like the history of it and growing up kind of close to it was cool I wonder if more people around the write in if you know about the sandwich trials it's still a really how much you know three to five pages double spaced I'll let you use 14 point font uh, did you I don't know I reference that Giles Corey thing did a lot of people kind of cling to that more weight thing in your class a lot of people really liked that no nothing I can remember no yeah I remember a lot of like I had uh, name drop David Brizak and like a bunch of those kids <laughs> were like I don't know they really clung to that idea of him like essentially wanting torment or something like that yeah I don't, I don't know there is a lot of messed up, like, weird parts in the book. Yeah. Torture parts, I guess, and weird uh, 
religious imagery. Yeah. <laughs> satanic imagery. I, or perceived satanic imagery. I think it's like somebody referenced that kind of scene with him. Like, it has more meaning to it than people give it. Like, I can't remember. I think it's because he refuses to rat people out. And, like, it has to do with, like, I don't know, the burden you take on or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember everything about it. I just remember it reminds me of all of the witches and Halloween for some reason. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, whenever I think of witches, I just kind of think of Wizard of Oz. That's like my association with it. Right. Yeah, for me. I think of Sabrina. Okay. <laughs> you know. Their own. Not Harry Potter. There's Harry Potter too. I, mean, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know why the first thing that comes to me is that big green, big nose witch. You know. Yeah, and I mean it is iconic imagery. I think about all the people that went crazy, possibly from contaminated yeast in the 1600s, hmm. and how it was such a weird phenomenon. Yeah. I, don't. I just like I, I guess I get into mass hysteria or something I'm like fascinated by stuff like that I think my biggest fear ever is uh, like mass being somewhere public where there's mass hysteria and people have, like start stampeding I think that's my biggest fear in the world not to go on a tangent but... uh, have you ever heard of dance dancing mania no. it's a thing that used to happen in the middle ages it was a type of hysteria where people would dance for like days until they basically died what the it's on wikipedia that's... yeah uh, maybe that's what uh there's episode of the musical episode of buffy is based on a demon that does that to people yeah it i they referenced it in um outside xbox um on their episodes where like people would get some type of hysteria and then they would dance you know shake oh, it until they, they die up. yeah isn't there like a weird um, Wikipedia that's kind of like, it's like, uh, you know, the morbid Wikipedia or something like that, where it's um, kind of like about, it, it's kind of more cult references, like our only cult kind of like, you know, encyclopedic stuff. Nah, may I, maybe I've heard it in passing, but it's never stuck out to me, but I would probably get obsessed with that. Oh yeah, it's got all the good stuff, like all, you know, people that like bottle toes and all this weird kind of like stuff that happened over you know history that's all this cult stuff it's cool i guess it's cool yeah it's cool <laughs> uh, what did you have for do you have any uh, literature to lay down on us uh yeah um i picked a manga that's my yes. purview uh, this is called Kimi ni Todoke, also From Me to You. Uh, it's about a, a girl that is often confused for uh, Sadako from The Ring. She's kind of got like pale skin and long kind of black hair mm -hmm. with the bangs cut in the front. And she's kind of this very shy, standoffish girl who's kind of, uh, you know, she's misunderstood. And it's a high school romance story about this girl and her kind of relationship budding romance with this most popular bully in school trope that everyone loves mm -hmm. and then essentially just trying to 
understand each other and kind of their peers also doing the same and her kind of being a social you know misfit and you know realizing not everyone's your friend and the people that are your friends are the people you should kind of look out for and whatnot it's good very light yeah yeah is it short uh no it's super long (laughs) (laughs) so not light in the sense of that but light in the sense of light tone yes cool yeah comedy comedy romance kind of a little bit of drama but it's you know high school drama it's nothing intense nice have you read all of it most of it uh i actually have seen all of i'm cheating a little bit because i've seen all of it Uh, and they did um make more past the anime but i have not read all that like because i'm reading about like 90 things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. yeah cool do you have a video game yes um mine's kind of a stretch because <laughs> i was just thinking fall leaves and acorns leaves and acorns fall and then uh the opening scene of super mario brothers U. so this is the side-scrolling Super Mario Brothers for uh, the Wii U, which probably nobody owned. Um, I guess it's on Switch now, though. But, uh, yeah, you get, I mean, they introduce the acorn power, which you can be a a flying squirrel, that's what it is, or a sugar glider. Uh, And they, I mean, of course, the classic leaf tanuki suit. So, I mean... The opening scene of that game is just like they blast out of cannons into the woods and it's just an explosion of foliage and acorns. So it's that's all I could think about. I could think about Stardew Valley, but I think I've also talked about that before too. Sure. But yeah. Uh, have you played any of the recent like side-scrolling Marios? Uh, well, on my Switch... Um... They released the uh, Super Nintendo app, oh, yeah, so yeah. I've been playing Super Mario World. Nice. Which, How far have you gotten? Uh, I think I beat the second castle. Yeah. I'm not playing it all the time, you know, just intermittently. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I can only those games only hold my attention for so long. But uh, yeah, it's been a, the you know Odyssey was kind of the most recent one I've played, but that's about it. Yeah, the side-scrolling ones are pretty good. Um, I think the Wii still has the best one. I guess they haven't had a new one for Switch yet, but uh, I never played a lot of Mario as a kid, so just getting back in or getting into it. I was a Sonic kid, as I've mentioned before, so it took me a while to get used to Mario because you don't just run as fast as you can. I mean, you can. Some people have, like, that speed record, and it's, oh, like, yeah. whatever, it's four minutes or whatever to beat the entire game or whatever. Yeah, I can't do that. People that dedicate, <laughs> that's, like, a full-time job. Oof. That seems like the most useless full-time job, though. It's, like, <laughs> you have to cut off seconds of my gameplay. <laughs> I know. I just, yeah. People who can, uh, I cannot. Like, if I looked at how many hours I had to invest in that, I just, like, feel like I have to grind away at this, and it just seems like it would take all the fun out of it. Yeah, I don't don't really get it myself, either. 
Uh, so I, I've been looking at my list, and I apparently did not write down a video game, oh, <laughs> like no. like an idiot. Uh, and I have... you can take Stardew Valley. <laughs> sure, I've I think I've also <laughs> had it on the list. Um, but I was gonna say Harvest Moon instead because that's yeah. you know basically the precursor to Stardew Valley and all that, and they all have right. all had all the spinoffs. But I've also I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that on the list too. And I'm just like, damn. Because for me, fall, it's kind of a weird season. Because it's like, do I want to be inside because it's cold? Or do I want to go outside, you know, and kind of experience the kind of niceness of the fall? So you kind of have to either pick one or the other. Or, like, kind of pick something that you can kind of play and get in and get out of if you need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what game can you kind of just do that? You know, have a game and then just kind of, like, get out of there. And I was like, well, maybe something where you can just have, like, a mission or something. Yeah. And, uh, and my thought was, like, XCOM or something. What's that? XCOM is, like, a tactical um, thing where you kind of have, like four to six soldiers on a field and you kind of make okay. it's like a grid system where you kind of like move people around like destroyed buildings and you're fighting aliens kind of on earth and they've kind of mm-hmm. taken over and I, I really like those tactical games but also those like a level can go on a really long time so it's probably not like a perfect right. kind of thing like it's you know think uh, you know like the Fire Emblem games but it's you know a modern kind of thing with human v aliens yeah i've never gotten into tactical the only one i've really played is um the mario versus rabbits yeah it's pretty much that except it's way more yeah. serious there's like permadeath yeah. and all that stuff cool yeah i don't know i guess i'll write that down i was just like because i was like i'll come back to it apparently i, I didn't but it i don't know i just have a weird feeling where it's like and it's going to be like, well, maybe the Warriors series, but I've said that before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was going to, when you said quick missions in and out, that's, I've been playing Hyrule Warriors again, and that's, I've just been picking up and putting down, doing a couple things at a time. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that's probably what I should say, because I'm like, eh, you know, I play, I played a ton of those games, and I still do, you know, I still enjoy them, so, yeah, why not repeat it? I can every once in a while. I'm trying not to repeat Catch-22 again. <laughs> like seven times in a row. Yeah, I'll throw Warriors in there. Because I, I love those games. I mean, they're just very light to me. It's just, you know, I press a button, and that's it. And I can just get yeah. out and get out. Have, so you haven't played... You've just played Dynasty Warriors, or have you played, like, the Fire Emblem version or anything? I've played kind of the Koei, like... Asian associated ones where it's Dynasty, yeah. Samurai, uh, Warriors, Orochi, which is both of those combined. Okay. I haven't played any of the Hurul ones or um, Fire Emblem or Dragon Quest or any of those. Oh, there's a Dragon Quest yeah. one? Yeah, so like Dragon Quest cool. Heroes, I think. Probably, makes sense. Yeah, Fire Emblem. Uh, I think there's, they had one having to do with... Um, like Achilles is in it, like it's all the Greek heroes, like Odysseus is in it. Huh. Uh, they have one with like, I think, Joan of Arc in it. It's weird. So the ones you have played have been like, they're all original characters? Uh, 
kind of, because they're all based on people, like historical people. Oh, okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, so Dynasty Warriors is like the Han Dynasty in like, you know, 600 okay. BC. And uh, Samurai Warriors is about the, um, not the Edo period, but like the, you know, what would come into the uh, Tokugawa shogunate later on. And it's like the warring states of Japan, <laughs> you know, up until that point. It's like the most exaggerated version of it. Obviously, right are they still like spinning around crazy? yeah <laughs> like, yeah you're killing a thousand people at once and it's just like are they like summoning fire and stuff uh some of the games they do that uh in kind of like the mainstream ones they kind of do and don't depending on what number they're on um do are they based well i guess if there's a bunch of games they're probably not based on actual battles I uh guess. they are actually are oh cool yeah like you kind of uh you kind of pick a side so you pick one of the three in dynasty Warriors, it's one of the three warring kingdoms so you're picking Wei Wu or shu in the early games and later on they add a gene which would come to uh, kind of be the ruling dynasty hmm. and here this game might have gotten me interested in history yeah. if they made one <laughs> Yeah. Like the Civil Warriors. Yeah. I mean, they should do that, probably. But it's like you're playing, uh, you know, Lu Bei. It's based on these old novels called The Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which are these massive books which kind of detail that era in China. Interesting. And then there's the Samurai one, which is um, the Japan kind of era and the Warring States. Nobunaga and Ieyasu uh, Tokugawa. Who came to rule Japan later on? Man, yeah, I wish I can just see it now, like the Revolutionary Warriors and like George Washington's ultimate is like shooting an American eagle out of his musket or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, dope. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, that might be cool. Or like, um, maybe like Revolutionary War. Yeah. People get get behind that. They already did it with uh, Assassin's Creed. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. That's like one of the worst ones. Isn't yeah, it? pretty much. <laughs> oh. But yeah, sometimes they have ones where like the people like have like fireballs in it and, and stuff like that. And other ones, it's just like them with swords. But you're still, like, killing thousands of people. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, holding your sword up high, and you spin around in a crazy ultimate. Yeah. And do seven flips. Pretty much. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I had to just segue into a quiz. Unless you had something else for video games. Nope, that's all yeah. I got. We could talk more about the Tokugawa Shogunate later. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really make a real quiz, but I thought this might be fun because I did a Marvel-related movie, which we'll talk about after this. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give you the real names of uh, some X-Men, and you're going to oh. or the uh, their alias, and you're going to have to tell me they're one or the other. Depending on is it cheating if I have the Marvel Encyclopedia within arm's reach? Uh, as long as you don't look at it. <laughs> you can look at the pictures. Okay. And it goes off camera here. Where you can yeah. see. All right. 
like if I were to say uh, Robert Louis Drake, would you know who that is, sir? Uh, is that Bobby Drake the Ice Sure Man? it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I might know my X Men. What if I were to say Henry Philip McCoy? Oh, you mean Dr. Hank McCoy, the once... I actually just listened to a podcast all about the Beast today. Alright. Did you know he wasn't blue all the time? He used to be just a man with big hands and feet. I, I've probably seen that, but yeah, I don't. doesn't really ring a bell, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like, the Hulk used to be gray. That was another thing. Right. Uh... What if I were to say Gene uh, Elaine Gray? Oh, that's the... Um, how could you figure out who Gene Gray was? <laughs> or the the Phoenix, if you're looking sure, for yeah. the Phoenix. Or Dark Phoenix. Also. Sure, she also was a Marvel girl at one point also. Oh yeah, that is true, yeah. Uh, what if I were to say Alexander Summers? The brother of Scott Summers. Oh, is um, is that Havoc? Yes, it is. Yeah, no. Does he shoot beams out of his hands? Yeah, I think he also does from his chest also, maybe, sometimes. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's an Omega-level yeah. mutant. He, that's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, in the, in the movie, he, he does some really big damage. Yeah. Uh, in one of the comics, he, uh, he uh, like, swallows a star being, and he is able to do, like, huge amounts of damage to a different omega level mutant school huh. yeah uh what if i were to say nightcrawler what's his real name sir oh uh he's kurt wagner of the traveling circus mm-hmm. he's my favorite x-man you can't trip me up on that what about wolverine um I, he he's Logan, sure. right? That's just his. But I don't know. That's not his birth that's name, correct. is it? No. Um, is it James something? Yes. It's a really uh, dumb name for you know a dog related <laughs> kind of superhero. Hint. J- James uh, Rover. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't remember his last name. Howlet. Howlet. Oh, yes, yes, yep, okay. Uh, What about Storm? What's her name? Um, she's like some African... Oh, um, Aurora Munro? You got it. It's like, Aurora is spelled weird. It's like O-R-O-R-O. Yep, you nailed it. (laughs) Ha-ha. (laughs) <laughs> this one's probably pretty easy. Uh, Peter Rasputin. <laughs> uh, is it? <laughs> Peter Rasputin. Pio- Piotr. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Colossus. Yep, that's him. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. How about uh, Rogue? What's her real name? Marie? 
I don't know her okay. last name. Uh, full name Anna Marie LeBeau. LeBeau. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I I wouldn't remember Anna, but LeBeau. I do know. Well, let's find another one. I just have that son like Wikipedia. I'm just like, oh, nice. What about uh, Elizabeth Braddock? What's her real name? Or her mutant name, I should say. Is that... That's, that's not Psylocke? That's Psylocke. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's also one of my favorites, too. Make any weapon out of a plasma beam. That's dope. Sure. Do you like Olivia Munn's portrayal of her? Um, no, because she didn't talk. She hardly got any play in the movie at all. The costume looked awesome, like, spot on. And she did have some cool weapons, but she didn't speak, like, at all in the movie. So it's not really on her. So the performance was no, fine, but it was, it was the writing. Yeah, okay. it was definitely the writing. Uh, how about Gambit? Uh, something Cajun. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Is it? Is he a Lebo too? He's he not, is a Lebo. Yeah. Is he related to Rogue in some way? I think way? that they had some. I mean, I know they've, they've had you know a weird romance kind of thing, but right. Yeah. I don't know if they were married. Maybe. Maybe that's the thing. Or they're weird. Is that Remy Lebo? It is Remy Lebo. Uh, Remy uh, yes. Etienne Lebo. Ah, uh, French Cajun. Yep. <laughs> How about uh, Jubilee? What's her real name? I have no idea. Jules B. It's uh, <laughs> Julie B. I didn't realize this. It's really stupid. It's uh, Jubilation Lee. That's <laughs> I was on the right yeah, track. Yeah, I guess. But I'm like, who names their kid Jubilation? Weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see if we can find another one here. What about Nathan Summers? He's a Summers? Yes, he is. There are a lot of Summers. Really? Oh, I only knew of Scott and the other one you said, but I a can't remember. Alex. <laughs> yeah, see, at least you didn't ask me Nathan first, because I would have guessed Havoc. Yeah. I have no idea who Nathan Summers Cable. is. Cable. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I I didn't know his name was ever Nathan, though. Yeah, uh... How about oh, I just saw one that was another Summers somewhere and I can't remember. Oh, uh, Rachel Ann Gray Summers. Uh, she has three. That'll take Rachel Ann Gray Summers. I mean, she's is she another child of Jean Gray and Scott Summers? I think it has to do or a grandchild of Jean Gray and Scott. Yeah, Summers. I think it has to do with that whole timeline business that Cable, you know. Yes, from. for those of you who don't know, Cable is Gene and Scott's son from the future. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know who that okay, is. Okay, so she's got three. One is Prestige. Prestige. Never heard of her. Uh, she also went by Marvel Girl. Okay. And she was also a Phoenix mm -hmm. at one point. Alright. So, yeah. Alright. Interesting. Did not know all of them. Makes sense she was a Phoenix, I yeah. guess. Uh, Magneto. What's his real name? Eric Lencher. Nailed it. Uh, trying to find... Maybe a little bit harder. Uh, Kane Marco. Oh, that's... um The Juggernaut. Right? That's him. Is he Professor X's half-brother in comic continuity? There is... Is that who it is? I can't remember. I know he's got 
like a weird one that's like they have some weird relation to him but I can't remember if it's him it might be I think it is yeah because yeah, I think he makes a reference to it in the Deadpool movie as well I know it was like that on the TV show I just didn't know if it was like that in the comics uh, Mystique what's her real name Odd name. Uh, I, in the movies, it was Raven Dark. You nailed it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about uh? I don't even have that book open. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> this is unedited. My answers are this best. Sabertooth. Um, uh, Leave Schreiber. <laughs> it played him. Okay. Um, but his name was. It eludes me. He, if I were to say he's a winner at one of the Rocky movies, would that tell you anything? No, Mr. T. Okay. <laughs> no. Not what I meant. Uh, his his <laughs> name is Victor Creed. Oh, yes. Okay, yep. Victor. I, I mostly remember him from Wolverine Origins continuity, where he's Leaf Schreiber, and I try to forget that because I know a lot of that is not right mm. trying to find oh who is uh laura kinney is that x23 mm-hmm. which is wolverine's clone yeah. uh who is david charles holler David Charles Holler. Should this one. I should. Yep. Holler. Oh, Banshee. No. Ah, I <laughs> don't like that. Uh, this guy's all over the David. place. If you know what I mean. He's everywhere. No. In a way. Uh, I don't know this one. Legion. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I haven't watched that show in a uh, while. Damn. <laughs> Uh, uh, David, okay, yeah. I was waiting for you to say Xavier again, but I guess he was adopted, so. Uh, Charles, though. Okay. Trying to find. Hmm. Let me just do a few more. I'm enjoying this. How about uh, Jessica Drew? This is uh, out of X- X-Men. This is just. Uh, Oh, Jessica Drew. I can only think of Jessica Jones, which it obviously isn't her. Uh, I don't know. This is Spider-Woman, one of the other Spider-Women. This is what I think of when I think of Spider-Woman. It's the one with the kind of red and yellow, like, super tight jumpsuit. I know who you're talking about. She's got, like, web wingies, too. I think, yeah. Uh, how about Petro Maximoff? Oh, that's uh. Watch out! You won't catch him because he's Quicksilver. Uh, <laughs> how about Mortimer Mortimer Tonby? Oh, that's um, Toad. Yeah. Is okay. <laughs> Your pause made me think I got it wrong. I was confident. And I cannot stump you. You got a couple. Yeah. But 
Uh, I'm passing this test. Yeah, yeah, you've definitely passed, in my opinion. How about uh, Warren K. Worthington III? Oh, that's uh, Angel. Yep. Or Archangel. He's got... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah. That rich guy. That, I just know his rich kid name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'll find one last one here. I played a lot of X-Men fighting games, so I think, like... My time invested in those might have helped me out here. Uh, did, have you played that uh, new Marvel Ultimate Alliance? No, not the new one yet. Uh, how about? Uh, let me find a good one here. If I can. How about uh, Akihiro? Oof. That one that's that's is, his real name, which is uh, that's his <laughs> which is a uh, mutant name. Good clarifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one is a stumper. Aki hero. Aki. If I told you, uh, I've listed his father on this list already. Hmm. Yeah. So his his if you were to think about his name, what kind of name it is? Yeah. Is he Asian? Uh, yes. <laughs> Did I list? Did well, there was an Asian mutant. Already? Well, th this character is Asian, obviously. Okay, um, so oh so man, he has to have some type of Asian heritage. Yes. So someone who is has an Asian wife. Uh. I don't know. I think you got me on yeah, this one. Yeah, this is uh, Dakin. Oh, I was gonna say that yeah. too, but I was like, no, Dakin's his name. <laughs> I thought Dakin was his name. Damn. Yeah, Dakin means mongrel in Japanese. Oh, okay. That's what all the kids call him. And he's like a little sociopath kid. Yeah, so he's Wolverine's yep. son. Ugh. That was, yeah, that was the only father I could think of. Yeah. I, I read all of the Wolverine Origins series to see this character. Uh, it introduces Dakin and also this character Romulus, who was kind of the guy who fostered uh, Wolverine into a killing sociopath, and also mm -hmm. Dakin, and who kind of warped his mind and turned him against Wolverine and the Winter Soldier, who killed his uh, Wolverine's wife, I guess. Yeah. A lot to unpack yeah. there. A lot of family trauma. Family baggage. Definitely. Uh, yeah, let's jump into the Unjadiverse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, into the Unjadiverse. Get that awesome soundtrack going. Have a seizure right off the bat at the start of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, so, yeah, I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, a movie that kind of collects a bunch of Spider-Man stories and pushes them all together into kind of one uh, coherent movie, I guess. I didn't see any real plot holes or anything. I'm sure there are some <laughs> that I didn't see. Uh, I am going to spoil this for people who haven't seen it yet, but I think it's a couple years old, maybe. 
I don't know. I think it's a year old. I think it came out in December of 2018. Okay, so it's been long enough. It's on Netflix. It's easily accessible. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they kind of do this thing that they do over and over again in the movie. Alright, here's where it starts. Kind of thing. And they, uh... Yeah, the quick origin story. Yeah, and they do kind of a quick recap of the Spider-Man legacy. Where they kind of like, oh, I was born here. I'm, I was bitten by a spider. I do this weird dance down the street. And they, <laughs> they throw shade at Spider-Man 3. Yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Whatever he says. They, even they want, the studios want to brush it under the rug. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that they didn't also throw a shot at the um, kind of Andrew Garfield ones, too. I'm surprised a little bit. There is a lot of deleted like storyboard footage that they wanted to work in the live action stuff, and they just couldn't get, get it in there. Fair. Uh, yeah. The first thing I kind of noticed is I didn't really love the Peter Parker's voice. Like, I, it, I was oh, like, yeah, this is the one I know, man. It's not like... Yeah, the Chris Pine one, the original yeah. OG Peter Parker. Yeah, like, he's very clean cut. It was too adult. Like, it was like a kid yeah. voice. Yeah. I guess he's supposed to be an adult in there, but it seemed like too yeah, he's superhero. The seasoned Spider-Man. Yeah, didn't love it. Uh, yeah, it introduces Miles Morales, uh, the MC, and I kind of I wrote this, and I just kind of like, why did I write that? This ain't your granddaddy, Spider Man. <laughs> He's a nope. mixed ethnic ethnicity kid, uh, Spanish and African American. He speaks some Spanish as does his mother. Uh, his father's a cop who doesn't like vigilantes for obvious reasons. Yep. Uh. And one of the first things his father does is he embarrasses him at school. And, like, I think if my parents did this, I'd, like, oh, I have to kill myself now. <laughs> like, like, that's not my, you know. I just kind of It's a very fun. fun thing to do. <laughs> have you ever done that to your son? Yeah. But to that extent, I hope. Uh, no, not yet. I haven't been with a bullhorn and said, I love you. Sandbag. I do, like... If he doesn't say it back to me, I go, I do start saying it louder until he says it before he leaves. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of have this kind of recurring thing of, oh, did you feel that earthquake that happened? There's some weird earthquakes that, oh, you didn't feel that earthquake? No, I didn't feel that earthquake, that kind of thing. Uh, they introduce uh, Uncle Aaron, and my first thought was, like, oh, if people choose their own path. I'm like, oh, he's a, he's a criminal, I guess, maybe? And I'm like, later on, sure he is. Definitely is. Yeah, he picked up on it, or at least a little. Yeah. Well, his father just says, like, oh, you know, people choose their own path or whatever. He says something about it. I'm like, oh, so he's <laughs> definitely not a great guy <laughs> for, for yeah. some reason. Uh, and I, Yeah, a negative influence, potentially. Uh, I wrote a little bit about Miles... He's still a nerd. He's still like a Spider-Man kind of classic nerd character. Uh, but he's also into art and tagging. He's into that and yeah. hip-hop and whatnot. Uh, he is the, he's bitten by the neon spider, that weird-looking kind of thing. Yeah, like glitchy spider, yeah. yeah. Um, the animation, I was kind of... I liked and didn't like it. seemed kind of janky at points. It, I don't know. It didn't really flow as well as I... I didn't know if that was intentional or not. 
I think, the, yeah, there's, like, frames missing for it, at least at some points, to be intentional. Uh, well, they definitely, I think they have points where it is definitely intentional, where it's, like, you know, they're kind of, like, recreating a comic book kind of thing. Yeah. But in other parts, it just doesn't seem as kind of smooth as it could be. I don't know. Maybe that's intentional, and I didn't pick up on it. Um... Uh, Peter Parker is fighting the green, green Goblin, who I'm just like, that's the Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah, they went big. They went big for a couple characters. Yeah. And I mean, like, size-wise Yeah, big. and I was just like, that is not the Green Goblin I've ever known. Like, I've never seen him do that kind of thing. Like, it's always, you know, little, you know, squirrely guy in a glider thing, you know? Yeah. Even in the comics, it was always like, I've got that weird glider thing that yeah, I think there is one, like, hulky version of him in some universe, but he's not, like, 50 feet tall like he is in this movie. Yeah. He's never been that big. Uh, yeah, Parker and Morellas kind of sense each other, and then they kind of have this little, uh, you know, kind of thing where, like, oh, we have to work together, and then Kingpin totally kills him <laughs> by smashing him, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, just beats the space. Yeah, uh, he's they've kind of got that uh, um, chase out of the uh, train tunnels and whatnot, which I was like, I at that point I don't I knew uh, you know Uncle Aaron was probably connected somehow, but I didn't know he was the prowler yet. Right. You know, I don't think you figure it out until uh, I don't know later on. Yeah, it's like two thirds through the movie or something. Did you know early on that he was him? No, it's I, it was a total shock to me when it was him. I was like, oh jeez. Yeah, I. I think once he gets into the apartment, they're like, oh, he's a, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. second he's like, oh okay. Um, let's see what other things I was this Stanley's last performance. Uh, he's had a cameo since. He was in Captain Marvel. Okay. And he was in, um, uh, the Endgame. Jeez, can't even remember it. It's like the highest grossing movie, or second highest. Um, but yeah, he was in Endgame. But I don't know if he was digitally recreated for Endgame, uh, or what. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, this was, yeah, I saw this, like, right after he died. And when he showed up, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, profile that how that works. Um, I I liked the uh, up and down the stairs bit where he kind of was like he's gonna try and do the leap of faith yeah. thing and he just goes all the way back down. The, the shorter, shorter building, building, yeah. Hurts himself in that kind of classic, you know. I've got my power now, and he just like makes a horrible like fall and hits like yeah, beats yeah it. hits like ten things on the way down. Uh, he breaks the electronic thingy, the goober. The goober. Uh, Peter B. Parker shows up, and I'm just trying to figure out which timeline. Is this the what? I don't know if you know. Is this the one more day timeline? Do you know what that is? Okay. Alright. But he's obviously a different, you know, Peter Parker. But. He's much older. Much older. When he showed up, I kind of. I was like, oh, he looks a little bit too much like Mr. Fantastic. 
Yeah, I could. Yeah, he's the got gray. like the gray. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the one more day timeline came from uh, a thing where they like purposely mess with the timeline where I think Aunt May was dying, and to save her, he had to make a deal with like a devil, like one of the kind of Marvel mm-hmm. hell characters, and it saved her. But by doing so, it messed up the timeline, and he essentially sacrificed his soon-to-be child that would be born that he didn't know about. Oh, jeez. And I I didn't know if it came from that timeline. And all of his memory kind of got erased, but basically, he sacrificed one unknowingly to save a different one. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if it's... (laughs) Yeah. Um... Nice. And they kind of—I I wrote down. I like the—they uh, kind of have the uh, speech bubbles. I did like the comic book aspect, aspect of it, where they've got the speech and caption bubbles, where it's like swip or flip or whatever it is, kind of you know visual effect to it. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, like when Miles gets the spider bite, then all of a sudden he like the voiceover starts and like the like yellow text boxes come up and stuff. I like. Yeah. He's like, all right, he's in the comic now. He's the character. Uh, Parker, this Parker has the manual web slingers, which I know has been like a contentious thing in the Spider-Man kind of timelines where he either has the kind of like stuff that just comes out of his like wrist holes. <laughs> yeah, the organics. Yeah. yeah, or the manual kind of created web slinger things that he made. Yeah, because they... After they made like the organic, the he first got the organics in the Tommy McGuire movies, and then they retconned the comics so people would stop complaining that, like they were different. I guess, where there's like I don't know if you, I haven't read this comic, but he gets like eaten by some big spider woman and then reborn with organic web shooters. Oh. It's very weird. I've seen the panels for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, they infiltrate the kind of uh, base they've got the female Doc Ock which I was like oh that's an interesting kind of take on it I don't know if that's like if that they did that in comics is that a thing no I think this is the first female Doc yeah, Ock yeah kind of like that uh, yeah I didn't know she was going to be that either that was another reveal I was like whoa yeah. are you familiar with the superior Spider-Man universe that they have right now yeah, the one where Doc Ock has switched bodies with Peter yeah. Parker. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. To prove he's better. Yeah. yeah. And I think he killed Peter Parker after he switched bodies, or Peter Parker died somehow. Yeah, he was, like, dying or something when he switched. Yeah. And I know the original kind of uh, Miles Morales kind of, you know, his Uncle Ben moment is Peter Parker dying. Right. in a fight with like you know 70 villains or whatever he always does where he's fighting like eight at a time yeah i guess i have like his i got a step up moment yeah take the mantle yeah he sees Peter parker die peter parker goes to heaven or something in one of the comics and meets uncle ben and miles morales kind of takes over in yeah. the game that came out recently i think his father is the one who was killed Spoiler alert for the game. Hmm. For the game. So it, they've kind of like changed it up every time, I feel like. Yeah, I've, like Miles Morales is 
storyline or arc in the comics hasn't been great or people haven't it hasn't been received well but i don't know yeah he's he's been in a bunch of stuff i know he's kind of originally appeared in the ultimates universe which i'm not really a huge fan of the ultimates universe anyway but i know that's that is what the cinematic universe is based on so i don't know but they definitely throw in other stuff so who knows uh, <laughs> Spider Pig. Oh wait, I uh, Spider Woman, a different one. Gwen Stacy. Yes. Yeah. When she appeared, I I I didn't really know anything about this other one. I'm gonna mention. I thought this was Gwenpool. Do you know Gwenpool? Right. Yeah. yeah. I thought she says Gwanda early on. I'm like, oh, it's Gwen Stacy. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like her outfit. <laughs> I like her spiderhood. Yeah. And I, I guess I just didn't realize this was, you know, Spider-Woman, because I think, as I said earlier, Jessica Drew is, you know, yeah. who I think of. Oh, yeah, she's got her own comic line, yeah. too. And now she is, I think she's also Spider-Woman, and she has a different outfit now, and she is pregnant in a lot of them, I think. Huh. My son has a Lego set, and it has her in it, and it labels her as Ghost Spider, though. I'm like, who the hell is Ghost Spider? Yeah, Gwen Stacy, I think, is Ghost Spider, right? Okay. I think so. That's... She's Spider Gwen, sometimes called. Spider Woman. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Spider, I believe. Alright, it's just another moniker. Yeah. How they do it in comics, where they've got nine yeah. nicknames. Well, I couldn't find it in my encyclopedia, but think it's a few years out of date so i'll give it yeah i I looked it up on wikipedia to confirm the gwenpool thing because i I didn't know uh yeah spider pig was this was this created because of the simpsons movie no nope there was a spider ham before that there the animal avengers have you heard of the animal avengers there are a few different ones so maybe yeah there's like cat it's, they're all like house pets or stuff. It's like Captain America and like Iron Dog and stuff like that. And there's Spider Pig. Because they also have, I think, the Pet Avengers, which is Lockjaw. It's um, Falcon's Falcon. It's like oh, right. it's like Captain America's do- dog. Or it's like all the pets of the Avengers who've made like a fighting team led by Lockjaw, who kind of gets them all together. And helps them talk telepathically. Yeah. Yeah, no, these aren't pets of superheroes. They are the superheroes as pets, Mm. I guess. Yeah, Spider-Ham in it is actually a spider bitten by a radioactive pig. So it's a little switcheroo Mm. there. Interesting. Yeah, I I was like, is this a Simpsons thing? I was like, that's weird. Alright, whatever. Uh... Yeah. He's getting his own animated series, mm. Spider-Ham, there. <laughs> John Mulaney, did you Yeah, I noticed him? that, yeah. yeah. And uh, who was the other weird one in there? Uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, yeah, Spider-Noir, yeah. Have you ever seen those series? Those are kind of interesting, but, I, you know, their own thing. No, the whole... They have other noir Yeah, ones? they've got a X-Men like... noir, they've got a Wolverine noir, sure. I think they have a Daredevil noir. Daredevil, I feel like Daredevil already is Yeah, noir. pretty much, yeah. 
But yeah, they they're very kind of if you're into that kind of like Sin City looking thing with like kind of these retcon superheroes, it's it's pretty cool. Looking. Yeah, I'd be interested to see the X Men one just to see like all the different characters put in that kind of time yeah, period. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, Miles goes to the house. You find out the uncle's the prowler. Uh, they've yeah. got the fight inside the house, the team battle, which I love a team battle whenever they have that kind of stuff in anime or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Penny Parker does her total, like, anime thing where she, yeah. <laughs> like, jumps into a robot. Sure. It's one of my favorite it's parts. Very, uh, Power Rangers kind of, like, henshin kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uncle gets shot in the back by Kingpin. Man, these pop-ups. Yeah, brutal. Uh, the uncle dies, straight up dies. Uh, the father visits Miles to kind of talk about the uncle dying and kind of relay how he still believes in him and whatnot. Uh, he gets tied up and then his power awakens. Yeah, he's got his electric thing yeah. what's it called it's like spider bite or something venom something venom yeah. sting yeah or i think that's yeah. it yeah something like that uh venom strike venom strike yeah because yeah it says venom strike me right now there we go they have the team battle in the kind of big like collapsing universes which has a big kind of kaleidoscope of kind of colors. yeah crazy trippy yeah i liked it it was really cool looking it's really is an aesthetic kind of interesting thing to it uh he fights kingpin he beats him with the thing his uncle taught him oh yeah the shoulder, shoulder touch. touch uh and when he's kind of like talking to his father out of him does his father realize it's him do you think i don't I... think so i don't know his father just saw like a universe, six universes collapsing in on itself, so I don't know if he's yeah. in like, the right state of mind. I, I thought, like, when he tur- told him to turn around and look at Kingpin, he kind of, like, covers his mouth. And I thought that was like, oh, I know. Like, I thought that meant that, but mm. maybe not. Maybe he's still, you know, oblivious. Yeah, maybe. They... Then they kind of do the thing at the very end where they're, you think, are they still connected then? Because he kind of gets like a message from Gwen. Yeah, Gwen says, hey, Miles. Got a minute? Somehow they can talk to each other, yeah. yeah. Just leaving the door open for the sequel, yeah, I think. probably. Then they had that, uh, to end it, they've got the really cool end credits, which kind of looks like that, uh, you know, Jack White thing where it's kind of got a bunch of people yeah, at once. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that song. <laughs> I love the soundtrack, but yeah, I, the end credits are always a must watch for me. Too. Yeah, those real. Just... Yeah, it was a really cool kind of aesthetic looking thing where it's like they're all like in different bands and stuff, and there's a bunch of them like moshing and all this weird stuff in their kind of. Own yeah, and there's like a different costume of Spider Man like somewhere in the corner or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think my favorite part of this was like the last te- ten seconds of this film oh yeah the... why are you pointing at me yeah so you stuck around for the post credits well, well i i thought about it i'm like i wonder if this has post credits and i do it and i was like oh yeah it does and then they have that like thing where it's like he miguel which i'm like this other weird spider-man that i don't know about go oh spider-man 2099 oh, okay 
Yeah. Uh, he goes back to talk to Spider-Man 67 and they do like a bit together. And it's probably my favorite yeah. part of this movie. It's just like 10 pointless seconds of like, why are you pointing at me? Why are you pointing at me? You're pointing at me. Yeah. Just to be like self-aware of the famous Spider-Man meme that <laughs> always goes around. Is that a famous thing? Oh yeah, you've never seen no. that meme? It's always, yeah, it's always making the rounds. Just like Spider-Man pointing at each other. It's just like, oh. Hey, it's the two political candidates. Oh, they're pointing at each other. They're the same thing or whatever. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a very recycled I, movie. Yeah, I've never seen that. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, uh, I, yeah. I like that part. And I thought it was probably my favorite part of the movie. Maybe. It was a yeah, dumb Yeah, and you second. didn't even know the, the background. You didn't even know Spider-Man 2099. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, not really. I is that a, is just, that a series? Um, I guess he'd be similar to there was the Spider-Man Unlimited series where he went into space or whatever, hmm. but um, that was uh, he is from the year twenty ninety nine, so he's just Spider-Man from the future and he's got a bunch of tech. They did have a Spider-Man like comic that was like a bunch of like the mixed universe together. I think. Yeah, yeah. There's always the the Madam Web like weird. Yeah, they had like I think Noir was in it, and I think they also had a game that all of them kind of came together too. Wasn't there like a Spider-Man game where all of them were in like one comic or one uh, game? Like, uh, maybe. Pretty sure. Might be right. Yeah, you could always cycle through the costumes. That's why I always like for the Spider-Man sixty-four. Mm. I just learned about most of them from that. Uh, yeah, and I think, uh, like, Penny Parker, her only appearance is in, like, a Spider-Man special. It might be an animated movie where it's, like, a Spider-Verse where she's there. She's the weirdest. I think she's my favorite, though, just because it's so weird. I kind of want to look up... Uh, there was one game, I think it was for, like, the Wii. Oh, Shattered Dimensions. That's what it's called. Yes, all right. Yep, you're right. Yep, I do remember. Where they had a bunch of different ones in there. Uh, PS3, DS, Xbox, Windows. I thought it might have been from that one. And then they had this, you know, most current one, which you kind of can cycle through all the costumes also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. PS4. Yeah. Uh, yeah, overall, I, I liked it. It's a lot of visual, really cool stuff, a lot of cool um, kind of, you know, references and all this stuff that I'm sure I've missed, like, 90 of the references, you know, that are like scattered throughout there that you just kind of gloss over right oh yeah i've watched this a million times because my kid loves it i i will say i was kind of i didn't really know much about this movie uh, i i knew it was a bunch of spider-men kind of in one universe but i kind of thought it would be like all of them which i know is impossible like right, i yeah. thought i was like but that did I don't know, my expectation, I guess, let me down a little bit, but I was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense, because, like, they they couldn't do that movie, basically. Yeah, maybe they'll go bigger next time. But yeah, you're, yeah, they didn't, like, Scarlet Spider is one of the most famous ones, and he's not... And there were no well. Venom stuff, there's no Carnage, True, yeah. there was no anti-Venom, anti-Carnage, all, all that, you know, there was no, um, you know six arm like man spider or any of that stuff oh yeah that would be a cool one to put yeah in. yeah so i i don't know there's just other stuff that i was like oh it'd be cool if you kind of had all of it in one but i feel like that'd be 
nearly impossible to do. Yeah, they might. They'll build to it. Yeah. Do it like Endgame. I think they kept it at... Yeah, exactly. I think they kept it at six. There's six villains, like the Sinister hmm. Six, so maybe they just kept it at six for that even matchup. Yeah, but yeah, overall, I liked it, but I don't know. It... <sighs> What demographic do you think this is aimed at? Like, all of them? I think so. Because, like, kids love it. I know a lot of kids like it. Um, it's because it's rated PG also, yeah, so it's, true. like, it was very accessible for them. I think they tried to... I think it for a long time it wasn't getting rated. I think they had to, like, cut some violence to get it to a PG rating. I mean, you do see a murder. Um, several murders, actually. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you see a guy get shot. Um but yeah i i know a lot of adults that like it too but i hang out and talk to a lot of nerds so (laughs) that's what we're doing right now man my like my dad um it was a little too bright and fast-paced for him i think i mean i get that he's older you know (laughs) yeah exactly not that demographic yeah for 30 year olds it's it's perfect you know sure for like Patton oswald eats this shit up you know but he's a nerd i guess Right. You should show your dad like Shokugeki no Soma. Like show him show him food wars. <laughs> yeah. He might like that because he might have things to say about the food. Uh but yeah, overall I liked it. Yeah. That's all I got to Ooh. say. Uh let's go to the next one. Yeah, we can uh go to Animebe. We'll go to my homework. Where let me pull up my notes. I this this episode to further my adventure into anime, I watched. I'll take a breath before I say this. No matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault. I'm not popular. Is the name of the show, and this is, as we discussed, a slice of life anime about a young girl Makochi and her new adventures into high school and makochi is a nerdy unpopular girl as you could tell by the title and she is on her quest to become more popular in this and as i started watching i was like hey girl popularity is not any everything just like chill out it's high school it matters so much when you're a kid i know but um anyway but i guess i i think deeper down she is looking to be more social which i definitely identified with and i totally like was in in it with this character and i identified with her 100 percent. and i was like all right i am into this um yeah, uh, it speaks to my inner child, my 14-year-old brooding inner child that I have. Uh, Makochi even wears the same damn hat that I do in one episode. Uh, she meets an f- old friend, and she's standing outside, and she's wearing her black, her black eight-panel cabbie hat. I was like, holy F, I have that same hat. <laughs> like, And I've been wearing it for half my life. Um but yeah uh it's about her uh she's not in junior high anymore she wants to be a popular girl and make friends and have a boyfriend i think is ultimate goal yeah 
because she enlists her brother to help her be social and having conversation with her like for an hour a day and he's alleviated of his duties once she finds a boyfriend i believe that's the the pact they make um but yeah it's uh this girl is just she's like a well she's kind of a good-hearted girl i also identify with this she wants to make friends but she also hates everyone <laughs> and i was like yeah she's always talking about how like stuck up and rich they are under her breath and like she talks about wanting to be friends but as she's walking past everyone she's like yeah she, she mutters her things to herself how much she hates them and also i that's what happens i try to go meet people at <laughs> like arcade bar and i sit there playing video games and listen to people talk about being beer snobs and i'm just like listen to you man shut the hell up you're just complaining about how your taste buds are cheap <laughs> do you think anyone wants to listen to you talk wait i'm out here to make friends <laughs> this isn't helping um uh her she also goes to like um she has little, I call them little accomplishments, like going out to McDonald's by yourself and getting out there in the world. She goes to a manga cafe to try to make friends. I'm like, yeah, you're getting out there. You might not be talking to anybody, but you're out there. And that's how I feel. Like every time I'm like, yeah, I went out tonight. I may be coming home alone. I may have just hated everyone in the bar, but I took that step and I went out tonight and she was doing the same thing. I was like, Jesus, like, did I write this show? Um, or did someone base this show on my life? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, if you can't tell, this is a Anna Yes. Um, I was I just self-identifying with Makochi. Uh, she also does techniques that I do when, uh, I can't seem to, I'm having a hard time making new friends. I just reach out to old friends and she starts hanging out with her friend from junior high, Yusan. Who ends up being all prettied up and everything, but still being kind of the same girl she knew, same nerd. Uh, there was some great death like death death like death note like animation at one point where she is like trying to learn how to be cute online, and she's like flinging the mouse around and stuff, and then she's like keystrokes, and it's just like beautifully animated like death note the pen flourishes yeah they they kind of reference a lot of other kind of manga and anime in this i think they also do it with um another is one of the other ones that they reference later on maybe early on yeah they uh referenced karuki no baski yeah. <laughs> i was like i understood that reference <laughs> because they were talking about karuka's basketball she was talking about uh yeah she was in gym class and she's like Ugh, no one can see me. I'm like the sixth unseen member or the fifth unseen member of the whatever team. I can't remember the team of legends or whatever from Karuku no Basi. I was like, ah, oh, I get that now. Uh, I'm diving in, like sinking my hands into the anime culture. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, I liked, um, there's a lot of cool, interesting, like shots, um, just like when she gets there is a like weird mind bending like almost horrific like scene where she is trying to pretty herself up in the mirror and it's just like got this disturbing music and they kind of put these weird filters over her and just it's it, it was like mind altering but she's just changing her clothes and uh 
you gave me a brief teaser last week of the the opening the the opening which was great it's just this heavy metal like her she's wrapped in chains and ah oh, it's just really if i was 14 i would have been obsessed with this show yeah. <laughs> would have really affected my life i think i am obsessed with it uh i i really really liked it good i hope you keep watching oh. it to the end and there's a lot of fourth yeah, wall just... stuff too i believe talking yeah to yeah yeah because she doesn't i mean talk to many people at all so there's a lot of just exposition in her head or whatever but it's it's fine it makes sense for what the story is about has she done any like really cringy awkward stuff yet <laughs> yeah she did stuck at a bus stop i think with two boys <laughs> And um, I don't know if you remember this scene, but yeah, she gets stuck and she's just standing there and she doesn't know how to make a conversation. And I think she just says, like, it's raining at some point. And then she's like, oh, no, I got to cover it up and say something funny. And then she just goes, uh, excuse me, I've got to go take a really messy shit in the bathroom. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, god damn it. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, I... I'd almost go to that level. I'd, I'd almost be that cringy, but I'd probably just say something more awkward, not gross. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the most cringy thing. She also does like something where she disguises herself to make her look like an ugly woman at one point. <laughs> but is, does it get cringier than that? Uh, I think I mentioned it in uh, talking about this episode, where she like gets found with like what looks to be a vibrator in you know, and her mother. Like, oh yeah, you did tell yeah. me. <laughs> no, I haven't seen yeah. that yet, but uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see that now. She's yeah. like, her reactions to stuff is just her interacting in social situations is hilarious because <laughs> I understand how her mind works. <laughs> Where she's like, "There's yeah, there is one when she goes to McDonald's and then like some other kids from her school show up." She's like. Uh, and she's like planning escape routes in her head and stuff. I'm like, yep, I get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Anna, yes, cool. Anna, yes, yes. For for no matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault. I'm not popular. Cool. And as we usually do, what's next? Oh man, that's uh, I'm gonna have to look it up because I didn't even think of it you haven't seen breaking bad have you i mean i've seen the first two episodes ah damn so you can't watch the movie because <laughs> i'm watching that this weekend um let me i'm gonna check netflix real quick and see what i can find on here do you have something for me next well let's see we're in the month of a scary i know we've done like a couple scaries um, what were you thinking? I, I kind of had a few in mind. There's another kind of psychological one I was looking at, uh, that I've kind of been watching here and there. Um, there's a kind of action-based kind of scary one that I think is easy enough to get. Uh, uh, Tokyo Ghoul, I was thinking of, where it's kind of like, it has oh, to do with... I've heard of yeah, that. Yeah, it has to do with you know, the relationship between humans and ghouls, and some of them are living side by side, but there's also a bunch of, like, you know, bad <laughs> stuff going on because ghouls have to eat humans to live. 
Um, uh, I'll check that one. Maybe. There's also this one. Uh, it's kind of like Serial Experiments Lane, um, except it is more grounded in kind of human emotion. It's called Paranoia Agent, and it has to do with kind of like um, kind of this... Uh, man, how do I explain this? <laughs> I don't know. If you liked it, I, Serial Experiments Lane, I, you know, it's another one to kind of throw in there as a weird mindfuck kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, Tokyo Ghoul's more action-oriented, so maybe we'll do that instead. And then back to the yeah, other one at some uh, other point. I am familiar with that one. Alright, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give you something scary, but it's gonna break down the conventions of horror. Uh, I'm gonna assign you Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it, I've never seen it. Uh, it's, yeah, it breaks, it's just kind of the classic slasher, abandoned in the woods storyline, but it's, um... I don't know, it kind of tears down the conventions of why a horror movie does that. Alright. This is a better version. I'd like to show you Cabin in the Woods, but I don't think it's as easy to find, so we'll go with Tucker and Dale. I, I mean, I'm sure the internet has it, though. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, I did see... Yeah, we'll go with Tucker and Dale. <laughs> Tucker and Dale, I think, is more... It's funnier, right. so it's. I think it might be more entertaining. I, it's hit or miss. Yeah, this way you could... I mean, you might laugh, at least. Yeah, I've heard of Cabin in the Woods. Too. I, supposedly, um, Scream was did that originally. You know. Yeah, the I saw the first one. Yeah, they, they it is kind of the first stab at like making fun of why horror movies are set up the way they are. Did Did you like that horror movie, Scream? Which Scream? one? Scream. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I saw it way after it came out. Also. <laughs> Like, I just saw it a few years ago. Did you see uh, one of the other ones? I, I know what you did last summer was, I think, around that same time. Yeah, I believe I saw that cut for TV yeah, version. Same, same with um, yeah. Urban Legend, that one. I never saw that one. Do you remember that? That's the one where they, like, the killer keeps using Urban Legends to kind of, like, torment the people around them. Oh, yeah, that sounds. Yeah, I never saw it, but, uh, yeah, I remember the press. Yeah. The guy from uh, Smallville is in there. The Lex Luthor guy. Michael. Oh, yeah. Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're being included into the new DC universe, like a bunch of the Smallville people. Not all of them, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Michael Rosenbaum isn't. Um, yeah, they're doing a Crisis on Infinite Earths, so they're like trying to pull anyone that's ever been in a DC thing to, into it. Did you like that series, Smallville? I never watched really? Smallville. Okay. I, I've i never been a huge Superman fan. I wasn't either, but I remember watching and liking that series, and then I just fell off of it because there's like, you know, nine years of it or whatever. Yeah, it was very long. I mean, it was very, a lot of people liked it. I might like it if I gave it a watch. Yeah. I mean, it might be dated at this it's point. It's on Hulu or Netflix. It's on one of them, I think. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of embroiled in that whole Nexium thing now, so it's probably like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
same with um that 70s show i kind of wanted to watch that but i'm like the guy who played was it um i want to say david hyde pierce but it's not him it's uh oh uh yeah it's hyde that guy yes uh masterson damon masterson yeah yeah danny masterson he's kind of got some stuff going on problematic yeah yeah i'm kind of like i don't know is this a cosby thing where i'm like i guess i can't watch this now yeah Yeah. Uh, keep checking them off the list yeah let's wrap it up um you can send us a message at wholegdshow at gmail.com we're at wholegdshow for all the socials twitter facebook.com slash wholegdshow uh we got a youtube page youtube.com slash wholegdshow it's all wholegdshow uh caleb o'ryan he does our music find him on streaming services where can people find you jeff uh twitter tumblr instagram doing various art and uh jokes and stuff and i'm still working on video and i have to get my crap together but you know yeah i think it'll happen eventually i just haven't found a good way to do it where it suits what i do regularly yeah yeah it's time consuming yep we got so much time only so much but yeah and we'll catch y'all in the next episode later bye still recording it hit stop like three times are you recording yes can you stop please uh what the hell